Hi there! Welcome to the Healing Unscripted podcast, where we talk about all of the complicated, beautiful, infuriating aspects of healing. I'm Megan, and I am so glad you're here. Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Are you ready to talk about motivation? (laughs) I am fascinated by what motivates us, because for a really long time, I feel like The only things that really motivated me were fear, shame, and the immediacy of an approaching deadline. (laughs) Obviously, those aren't the best motivators in the world, so over the past few years, I've been looking for other forms of motivation. But before we dive into healthy motivation, let's take a step back and talk about what it looks like to be motivated by fear, shame, and deadlines. Because if you told me in college that those things were my only real motivation, I might not have believed you. I just didn't understand what those things looked like or that they weren't healthy. First up is fear. Fear is a powerful motivator, especially when you make every single thing you do into a reflection of your self-worth. But that's shame and we'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Basically, fear motivates us because of the consequences. What will happen if we do this or don't do this? Sometimes just the looming presence of the what-ifs is enough to motivate, motivate us through fear. Fear-based motivation may look like wanting to rest but deciding to work because you're afraid that if you don't keep working, you won't get the thing done or you won't do it well enough and you'll get in trouble or upset someone or you aren't even sure what will happen but you're certain it won't be good. Fear-based motivation can also look like avoidance. If we're afraid of success, we might be motivated to avoid achieving our goals so that we don't have to confront the demons that come with success demons that tell us we don't deserve good things or aren't good enough to actually succeed and it must have been some kind of fluke, not all the hard work you poured into whatever it is that you've succeeded at. Fear motivates us in ways that increase our anxiety, which obviously is not good for us, but it's also not good for our goals. When we operate out of fear, we might end up working toward a goal we don't even actually care about, we just think we should. Okay, speaking of should, next up is shame. Oh, shame, my dearest bosom friend. Shame and I are practically one and the same because shame has woven itself into my identity so tightly, I will likely be untangling this mess for the rest of my life. And even though that sounds daunting, I would rather be doing this work than continue to be motivated by shame. Shame based motivation looks pretty painful. It's you insulting yourself when you don't do a good enough job. It's you generalizing one tiny mistake to make it mean that you are generally a horrible, useless person. It's you hurting yourself and trying to use that pain as motivation to work harder or avoid the work altogether. Pain can be a good motivator, I'll be honest. Shame works. That's why so many of us use it. But it comes at an astronomical cost. Our well-being. Shame is the exact opposite of self-love. So when we rely on shame to be productive and feel good about ourselves, we are trading our long-term ability to feel good for our short-term ability to feel productive, which is not exactly the best trade in the world. Okay, finally, let's talk about using urgency as a motivator. Who else puts things off until the last possible second because that seems to be the only way you can get yourself to really focus and get something done? Yeah, same. This is obviously not a great motivator because it creates so much extra stress. My theory is that many of us operate this way because we don't have a healthy way to motivate ourselves, so we allow circumstances to motivate us instead. And before you start shaming yourself for not being motivated enough, I think that's okay. 
It might not be the healthiest option, but it doesn't say anything bad about you if you tend to work best under the pressure of a deadline. It just means you need some guidance on how to motivate yourself in a healthy way. So let's dig into that. Personally, I found that there are two main ways I can motivate myself in a healthy way, passion and mindfulness. One is big and fast and fun, and the other is slow and peaceful and intentional, but both are great motivators. Let's start with passion. This is actually one positive motivator I've had on and off throughout my life. In high school, I used to practice my flute because I loved the sound and I was passionate about it, and I finished my graduate thesis because I honestly loved what I was working on. And I make this podcast because I freaking love podcasts and sharing information about mental health. Passion is the fun motivator, but it's fickle. We can't always tap into our passion, and that can bring on the shame. What's wrong with you? Why don't you care about this anymore? Why do you need to be excited about something to work on it? Why can't you just work like a normal person, etc.? Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with passion and being motivated by it. In fact, when we refuse to let our minds run free with our passions at least every once in a while, we lose touch with what we care about, which can make it even harder to motivate ourselves. But we also can't just wait for that fun, excited feeling to strike. Sometimes we have to get shit done, even if we don't feel like it. That's where mindful motivation comes in. Mindful motivation isn't as loud and rambunctious as passion, but it's more consistent. We can tap into mindful motivation at almost any time, which is great for when we're trying to get ahead so we aren't motivated by last-minute panic. I actually used mindful motivation this morning. I woke up and thought about skipping my daily yoga practice again, but I didn't. I didn't shame myself for anything. I just gently reminded myself that I set an intention to do daily yoga for a reason, because I feel better when I move my body. I decided to let that reason be enough, even though I still didn't totally want to do it. And then I just did my yoga without giving myself a chance to talk myself out of it. Mindful motivation is about honoring your past decisions in order to serve your future self. If you decided to do something and it will improve your life for yourself in the future, then do your best to do the thing. Not because you're a failure if you don't or because you're so in love with whatever it is. Just do it because you decided you would, and that's enough. That's so much easier said than done, so here are a few tips for using mindful motivation. First, if you notice yourself going to shame town, take a step back and soothe yourself. Gently run your thumb against your cheek and out loud tell yourself that you are okay and accepted and loved. Second, if you have to do something you really don't want to do, try taking it in short bursts. Tell yourself you will do the thing for five minutes, then you get to take a break. Then after a five-minute break, do five more minutes of work. Do your best to work with your brain, not against it. You are not the enemy. Remember that. Finally, practice mindful motivation in the small things when you can. Then build up to using it for bigger things. Choose to be mindful and present in the moment while you do mundane things like making your coffee or taking a shower. This will help you practice the feeling of doing something simply because you need to do it. And then hopefully you can extend this practice to other bigger things like yoga, work, or cleaning. Okay, so what about you? How do you motivate yourself? Do you know of some other healthy forms of motivation? If so, I am definitely open to them because this is what I've got so far. <laughs> Make sure you send me your ideas on Tumblr at Healing Unscripted or through email at Megan at HealingUnscripted.com. And if I get enough responses, maybe we'll do another episode on motivation later on. Um, and I'll put that contact info in the show notes for you. 
So before we jump into our guided meditation, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your kind messages. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow the podcast on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That way, other people can find the podcast too. Okay, let's start with a nice deep breath in through the nose. Breathe until you feel full and expanded. Then release that breath as slowly as you can. Good. You are good enough. Whether you're sitting still or running a marathon. You are good enough whether you turn that project in a week early or a week late. You are good enough, and it's okay to acknowledge that. It's okay to acknowledge that your worth extends far beyond your productivity. If you are struggling to get things done, take a moment to accept that reality. You are struggling. That's okay. Denying your reality won't change it. So let's simply acknowledge your struggle. This is hard. And that's okay. You are not a failure for struggling. You are human. So what are you supposed to do next? You can't be trapped in the struggle forever. At some point, you have to take action, but how? Try speaking to yourself gently, with encouragement instead of judgment. It is hard right now, but we agreed to do this. We are able to do this, even though it may be difficult. Together, we will figure out how to get this done. You're a team, the different aspects of you. The part of you that is struggling and the part of you that is motivating and the part of you that is scared all of this will fail and you will fail and be a horrible failure person. You can work with yourself to soothe yourself and encourage yourself and work toward your goals. Whenever you get overwhelmed, take another deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Descend through the worried cloud of your mind and come back to your body. Remember that you are just a person, destined to succeed sometimes and fail other times, and that is okay. You are okay. Peace be with you.